0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, and thought leaders. On this episode, you'll hear from Farnoush Torabi. She's the author of A Healthy State of Panic. Torabi argues that while fear is a normal negative emotion that we all experience, it's also an opportunity to ask yourself some tough questions, problem-solve, and turn the negative into a positive outcome. In this conversation, she explains how to turn some common financial fears like changing careers, buying a home, or starting to invest in the stock market into opportunities to build lasting wealth. She spoke with my colleague Jane Wells at CNBC's Your Money event on November 9th, 2023. Here's their conversation.
1: When you talk about a healthy state of panic, you don't say we should be fearless, but that we should embrace fear. What do you mean by that?
2: Well, I don't know about you, Jane. I've never really mastered the art of fearlessness because I think the way that fearlessness works is that it doesn't. Fear is a very natural part of being a human being. And frankly, it's what has kept us alive for centuries. And our relationship with fear today has really evolved where fear shows up not only when our lives are at stake, but also when our livelihoods are being threatened. So, if you're feeling fear at life's crossroads pertaining to your finances, your career choices, your relationships, I think it's important to listen to that fear because what I've discovered in my own journey and through interviewing a lot of talented people who've accomplished a lot of great things, that when they listen to fear, what they're really doing is they're listening to their instincts, they're understanding who they are, what they value, what they protect. And then they'll go and do that thing that presents as scary, but they'll be able to do it with a better sense of who they are and what they actually want to protect in that process. And they'll come out of that, on the other side of that road, potentially more successful, or at least feeling very successful.
1: When you feel afraid
2: or a sense of panic financially,
1: what questions should you ask yourself?
2: You know, I'm a journalist like you, and so asking questions is my instinct and I think we can all do this and when fear shows up whether it's the fear of rejection or uncertainty I cover many fears in the book um, it's important to ask questions and especially when you fear money or your relationship with money you know whether you're worried about a recession or you're worried about talking about money with your partner or uh, just you know wondering will I ever have enough uh, to get out of debt um, it's important to ask your fears where do you come from so what you might discover under that through that un- unpacking is that your fears are actually inherited from external influences, your family growing up, the culture you grew up in, the media. Uh, I also think it's important to ask fear, what do you want me to protect? If you're fearing investing in the stock market, maybe it's because part of you wants to protect your, your success, right? You don't want to lose money, which is understandable. But the solution is not to not invest, because that's actually losing money. The solution is to get educated and understand that the market is volatile. It's just part of what the market does. It goes up, it goes down. But when you invest over the long run, when you're in a diversified portfolio, you have a much higher chance of success.
1: Yeah, and overcome that fear of the unknown, which so many people who haven't gotten in the market are like, well, where do I start? Well, you just have to start. Uh, You you write in the book uh, hilariously about how you've grown up as a scaredy cat what was the moment when you decided to turn and face your fear and make it a friend you almost speak of it as a person
2: yeah I have to personify things sometimes to really feel like I can get a handle on my emotions and I think fear is is one of those emotions that without us sort of taking control and and being the one the adult in the room it can definitely ride us over and throughout my youth and even into my twenties and early thirties, I don't think I had the healthiest relationship with fear insofar as I allowed it to keep me stuck, I allowed it to uh, inspire impulse moves and just I hit a lot of dead ends and ultimately it was when I realized that um, slowing down and recognizing your emotions even the bad ones can be positive. There's a whole body of research behind this it's not just me saying this it's it's science as well that when we are more in touch with our all of our emotions that the goal isn't just to be happy all the time that when you're sad feel it look at it when you're angry feel it experience it unpack it fear similarly it's important to be in touch with all of your emotions because that's where you start to really have a more emotional intelligence around who you are, what you care about, what's important to you. And I think it's just, I know I got to a point where I realized I'm going too fast with fear. I need to slow down and understand what it's trying to teach me. Um, I got laid off in 2009 during the Great Recession. That was a terrifying moment. And the impulse with that fear may have been to just try to scramble and find another job, which by the way, did not exist back then. And but I I decided to take a bit of time and, you know, think about what fear was really trying to guide me towards, which was ultimately doing my own thing and being more in control of my career destiny. What I was really fearing was the uncertainty during that time. And so fear was telling me, try to try to find what is certain in your life and what you can control, which is not the stock market, which is not the job market. But what about your own talents and how you apply them? There's
1: so much to be concerned about right now. We've got uh, uh, two wars going on in the world, creating havoc. We've got uh, high interest rates. It's very difficult to afford a home right now. But you say rather than be when you're afraid of these big things, you need to break it down really concrete to what it means. Can you give me an example of Mm -hmm. this sort of like, oh, I don't know what to do, and then really breaking it down?
2: Right. It's normal to fear these big what ifs. Uh, war is terrifying. Investing, the stock market is uncertain and that scares us. The economy is uncertain and that scares us. And I think the healthier way to um, react and relate to your fears here is to sort of distill the fear, make it very, very personal. So rather than living in the what ifs, this sort of nebulous what ifs, the abstract, if you are afraid, let's say, of the recession, a recession, better to think about what might happen in your personal financial life at home if you say lost a job tomorrow lost your job or your partner lost their job tomorrow in a potential recession i think when we can get very specific and personalize the fear and how it would manifest in our lives we're more likely to do something about it we're more motivated to uh, whether it's like get educated start looking at our budget start to have conversations with our partner and our employer about these what ifs. And then what you've done essentially is you've taken this fear and you've used it as a tool to help you map out a road, a roadmap, um, in the event that something like this may happen. It's, it's really a fear here. It's an opportunity to, uh, see how it could manifest in your personal life. When fear enters our brain, particularly financial fear, we don't like it, but the, Benefit of that is that our brain is prompted to find a lasting cure, and usually that cure is to make a plan, get educated.
1: You also talk about, you know, when facing a a fork in the road, um, doing a worst case scenario. Can you give me an example in your life where you had this decision and you and you went through a worst case scenario play out?
2: Well, oh gosh, where to begin? Um, there was a point in my career when I, uh, you know, was focused too much on just trying to make money. And actually, I was quite young. I was in my 20s. And I was, you know, understandably, I was trying to, like, you know, make a lot of money so that I could pay off my student loan debt and make, li- make a living in New York City. I was afraid of not having enough. And um, there were periods where I would look at my bank account and wondering, why don't I have enough money saved? I'm working my tail off. And it was because I wasn't afraid of something else, which is you know, how I'm gonna be able to live below my means, the fact that money it could escape me, um, that if I'm not conscious of my spending, um, you know, I could end up spending on frivolous things and, and things that weren't meaningful to me. And so um, I thought the worst case scenario was not making enough money, when maybe the worst case scenario was making money and not spending it wisely. Sometimes we have to hold these, so, this, these two fears in balance and make sure that if you're somebody that's focused solely on earning, that you're also maybe focused too on how you're spending and managing that money because it's almost as important, if not more important. Um, so that's one example. Um, another example is I was dating and uh, I was an ambitious woman, financially ambitious woman, and I was striking out on the dating field because um, for whatever reason, I think uh, for some men in my cohort, uh, meeting a woman who uh, was vocal about being financially ambitious and career ambitious um, wasn't their cup of tea. And I was told this by many people to just, you know, tone it down, you're too much, And I did for a while. I allowed that fear to sort of keep me, um, make me small on the dating field. And first dates never turned into second dates. And, you know, Jane, ultimately I just got really tired of that because it turns out when you bring your financial fears uh, to a dining table in a restaurant in New York, it's, Exhausting and I realized that you know, I was afraid of rejection and loneliness as a result of being my ambitious Financially ambitious self, but I wasn't afraid of something even more terrifying Which is that along the way I was becoming a shell of a person I was becoming someone that I didn't recognize. I didn't like and I was missing out on my full potential and focusing on that far more scarier outcome was the wake-up call that I needed to realize I'm enough and being financially ambitious is nothing to be ashamed of. And, you know, I'm married now for 11 years. Things will work out.
0: That was Farnoosh Torabi. She joined us at CNBC's Your Money event on November 9th, 2023. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please share with your friends. You can visit CNBCevents.com to learn about upcoming events and how you can join us. We'd love to have you there. I'm Tyler Matheson. Thanks for listening.